You're listening to Table Chat. I'm Erin. And I'm Rachel. We're full-time dietitians and part-time pizza slash taco enthusiasts. This is our show where we talk food, nutrition, and whatever else we feel like. So come sit around our table and chat. Because the more you know, the more you can eat. Hey. Hey. How's it going? It's going great. How are you? I am good. You know I am excited? Why? Because we are officially in the holiday season. Officially. Yay. So for our American listeners, because yes, we do have international listeners. Yes, hello. <laughs> Crazy. Um, when this episode airs, there will actually be 10 days left until Thanksgiving. What? Yeah. And then about a month and a half until Christmas. Oof. Can you believe that? No. Yeah. It, the year always goes so quickly. It does. So it'll be here before we know it. I know. Um, so we wanted to use this episode to bring you a bit of real talk on the holiday season. Mm-hmm. We love the holidays, mm-hmm. um, but we're also not going to tell you how many calories are in a glass of eggnog and which pie is quote unquote better for you. Um, instead, we're going to talk about how to have a good time, how to stay mindful and how to really enjoy this holiday season. Does it sound like a plan? Yes. Great. Great. Okay. But first, let's eat. So Rachel, Mm -hmm. keeping with our theme of the holidays, you made us a little holiday side dish. What'd you make? Okay. So this is the first time I had made this, but I'd seen the recipe floating around and I thought, what a cool time to Mm -hmm. try it out. I made a cauliflower mash. Yum. So it actually looks just like a bowl of mashed potatoes. It does. We fooled Jason. Yes, we did. We did. Your (laughs) husband looked in the fridge and was like, that looks like mashed potatoes to me. Yeah. So um, what I did was I put a chopped up head of cauliflower into a pot on the stove. Mm -hmm. And I put one cup of water in there, put the lid on it, and let it simmer. And then turn it up to like a medium, medium heat. And once um, that's softened up for about 15 minutes, you take it out, drain any excess water. For us, though, like it really just absorbed all of that water, made it really tender, which is what you want. Okay. And then you're going to put it in a separate mixing bowl, mix it with um, Greek yogurt is what I use. I kind of found a couple recipes and just did whatever I wanted. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I put in Greek yogurt. I put in some olive oil which we got an olive oil that was infused with garlic. Oh my God, it smells. So it smells amazing. And then I also put in um, a little bit of milk, some salt and pepper. Um, What else? I think that was it. Yeah, I think so. Right? Like super easy. And then I just topped it with a little bit more pepper and some, um, some chopped chive. And so we're really excited to try this. Should we give it a go? Yeah, let's do it. And it was like seriously so easy. Yeah, it. You were having a full conversation, and you like you could totally half pay attention to it. <laughs> yep, yep. So let's try it. Mmm, that's really good. It's actually really that's good. Really good. Holy smokes! Yum. I got a chive too. Mm-hmm. Me too. Mmm. Yum. Ooh, I really like this a lot. Okay. So I will say when I first was mashing the cauliflower. And you would also, or I had also added in like the milk and some kind of like more liquid ingredients, the oil. Right. It just looked like a mess at me. <laughs> or it looked like a mess to me. Yeah, you got nervous. I was like, oh gosh, maybe there was still too much water in the cauliflower. 
because the recipe is like clear. It's like drain it out. Mm -hmm. The drier it is, the better. Right. But then once you mash, things just kind of absorb and it turns into like this really creamy cauliflower mash, which was perfect. Yeah. So if you are making this at home and you're starting to think this looks so liquidy, just keep mashing and it gets better. <laughs> it gets better. It gets better. <laughs> I will say too, um, the recipes that I had seen said for sour cream instead of Greek yogurt. I wanted to try it with Greek yogurt. I was curious. Oh, yeah. I think it turns out great this way. Yeah, it really does. Um, some recipes didn't have you add milk. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Oh, there were several recipes that said to put butter okay. in addition to the oil. Yeah. I held off. I mean, you people could try it and see. Yeah. It wouldn't hurt. I'm sure it would just make it creamier and more flavorful yeah um but I just wanted to keep it nice and light and kind of see yeah. what it would turn out like and I really like it no I, I really like what you did with it and you used um a two percent Greek yogurt right it yes. was like mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. which honestly you know you still get that like tanginess and then you still get like the creaminess from using that versus sour cream mm-hmm. but um Oh, man. I mean, I have... If you look at... There's like a small crater where I've been eating as you're talking. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> oh, I feel like as a side dish at Thanksgiving, at Christmas... Yeah. I mean, it's really good. Mm-hmm. You grew up mostly also celebrating Hanukkah, right? Um, yes, actually. So do you feel like this would be a good addition? Um, I do. Um, because a lot of the time we... I always feel like Hanukkah meals were way more vegetable-centric. Mm-hmm. It's kind of strange. I mean, everything was kind of tan. Don't get me wrong. And as sometimes Christmas meals look very tan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think um, this could be a really good replacement um, mm-hmm. for just mashed potatoes. And it's just, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think you could, probably couldn't tell the difference. Um, I think I've had cauliflower mash at a Hanukkah party. Oh. But it was more of like a puree. So I... I think they might have put it in the blender. Yeah. But I think I actually like this one because it has texture to it. It does have texture. And there were recipes that you said to like pulse it a few seconds in a food processor, which would make it more creamy. Um, I like how this turned out. And it's nice because if you don't have a food processor or you don't have a blender, like I just did this by hand. Mm -hmm. It just took a few minutes and it was super easy. Right. And maybe if someone's not ready to jump full force into like a cauliflower mash, yeah. you could totally do a mashed potato recipe and substitute half and half out for potatoes. That's right. That's a good idea too. Actually, okay. I was thinking that might be what I do for my family because I do still love mashed potatoes. <laughs> They're still amazing. <laughs> Same. But to kind of mix them together, it could kind of give it an interesting texture. Yeah. Oh, do you know... Actually, I think you don't like this. What? You don't like blue cheese, right? No, I don't. Oh, dang it, that's right. I was like, you could totally put blue cheese in here. Oh, see, that doesn't sound good to me, but maybe it sounds good to someone else. <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> well, I keep going back again Same. and again for this. So I guess we'll just keep eating. Yeah, um, and I'm, I will say yeah, what's nice ahead. is it's actually warm. We've talked on yeah. the epi- we've talked <laughs> on previous episodes. A lot of times we're cooking two different things at once to record two different episodes in the same day. Yeah. But we managed to eat this warm. <laughs> we were on it we today. We were on it today. Um, the chive is good on top. It really is. And I will say too, um, I use the garlic infused olive oil, but I was searching around for a black truffle infused Ooh. olive oil, which I mean, come on. Yeah. Would have oh. been so good. You could do black truffle and then maybe like shavings of Parmesan on top. Oh, 
Yeah, like some cheese would not hurt this for totally sure. Wouldn't. It would make it so good. <laughs> I just love cheese in general. <laughs> I did too. But yeah, actually for those who love Trader Joe's as much as us and are close to a Trader Joe's, I called um, my local Trader Joe's and they're getting in a black truffle olive oil oh. like next week. No way. And when, I, when we're recording this, next week is going to be like early to mid-November. So by the time this actually airs, it'll probably be in stores. Well, I'm going. I know. I can't <laughs> wait. And it's really reasonably priced um, online. It said it's going to be like 5 or $6 for a really like well-sized bottle. And awesome. I mean, I looked around everywhere and the only places I could find it right now were like Williams-Sonoma. Okay. It was like a little pricey yeah. for me. Right. So I'm excited for that like affordable option. Heck yeah. I'm, I would definitely try it with the cheese and the truffle. Man, that sounds so good right now. God. Well, this is a this is a star. Mm-hmm. I love it. I think it would be so good to have as a side dish this holiday season. Yeah. So on a scale of one to five, hmm. what do you think? I would give it a four point five. Okay. I like the combination that I did. Mm-hmm. Um, I just would be curious to doctor it up a little bit more with some different flavors this yeah. holiday season. But I'm still really proud of how it turned out. Heck yeah. What are you thinking for a rating? I think, yeah, probably I would say about a four, four out of five. Sweet. But I love it. I think I would probably play around with seasonings, like you said. Mm-hmm. And then I, it's kind of a blank canvas. You could do it whatever. It totally you is. Want. You could add in so much stuff. You could make it spicier. Mm-hmm. You could make it just Ooh. totally cheesy and creamy. I mean, it's oh so simple, and really, you can run wild with it. Yeah. Good job. Thank you. Ah, the holidays. I'm not going to lie. They sometimes stress me out. A little, like me too. A little, a little, bit. little bit. A little bit. You know, there's lots of events to go to, places to, to go as well, people to visit, presents to buy, food to eat, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> we, you know, but we also really like numbers and we like random factoids to tell friends at dinner parties. Yes. <laughs> so let's take a few minutes for some fast facts on the holiday season from the National Retail Federation for last year, which was 2015. Okay, here we go. You go first. We learned that the average person will spend $805 during the holidays. Oh my God. I mean, but stuff adds up so quickly. Like you said, there's places to go, friends to entertain, food to eat. Yeah. And it's kind of all under the umbrella of like, it's the holidays. Yeah, don't worry about it. It's a special time. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else that we learned? Um, Yeah. Okay. About 1.76 billion candy canes are made each year in the United States alone. So do you even like candy canes? I like the Starburst flavored candy canes, but not like original. Oh, they totally are. I have I talked here on the show before that my family still decorates our Christmas tree <laughs> with the candy canes we used in like the 80s slash 90s. Are you serious? Same ones. Did they are like discolored, <laughs> but they're still in their like um, plastic wrap. Oh my god! So if you if someone went to go eat them, I it think just... it would probably be like oh. such foodborne illness or something <laughs> like that. And I just have never liked candy canes. I think I ate them off our tree as a kid. Yeah. And was like, ugh. And so ever since then, not my favorite. Yeah. Not my fave. And going back to travel, what we were talking about, did you know that the average person travels about 275 miles for Christmas, which what? is about 61 miles more than we travel for Thanksgiving? 
poor Thanksgiving. <laughs> I, that's I just, a lot. I know that's a lot of travel, but like we said, like there's lots of people you want to see during the holidays. Yeah, you do. I wonder if that's driving or flying. Did it say? Uh, yeah, no, it didn't. Okay. I bet. Ooh, I bet driving, because flying you can. I mean, if you're gonna go visit family on one side of the country, mm-hmm. that's like triple. Right. This. Gosh, that's a lot of time in the car. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> okay, here's another one. Um, Americans eat about 22 million pounds of turkey between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Do you like turkey? No, I don't. So you don't? Okay. I, I will say like back in the day growing up, we used to take our turkey to, it was like Boy Scouts of America or something, <laughs> some group yeah. that would dig a pit. Yeah. And like a bunch of turkeys would get cooked together in the pit and it would be like fall off the bone. It was really moist and delicious. Yeah. But then one year, like they didn't do a great job. And so we stopped doing that. And ever since then, my dad experiments every Thanksgiving with a turkey. He's tried deep frying it. He's tried Cajun seasonings, everything. And I just, I don't (laughs) like turkey. I don't. (laughs) To me, it is just... It is just notoriously so dry to That's me. It's funny. Okay. Um, yeah. So I am not eating 22 million pounds of turkey between now and the end of the year. How about you? Um, I actually, I do like turkey, but I have definitely had my fair share of dry turkeys. Yeah. And I think what my family has started to do now, because I think my mom has just been to the point of life where she's like, you know what? I'm not making a turkey. I'm not doing it. Yeah. Um, she and my stepdad isn't either. And I made one one time. It was decent. But we tend to go for like we usually get like a turkey tenderloin. Okay. And so it's more. It's basically just like think of it as like just all one big breast of turkey essentially. Uh huh. Um, turkey boobs, I guess. <laughs> yes. And like it's just so much more. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. <laughs> I loved it. Keep going. It's so much more moist, I guess, mm-hmm. and I hate that word, but it's so much better, and it takes yeah. way less time to cook. You can rub it in stuff. You can like wrap it in things. Like I just, I just think it's way easier. Okay. If people in your family like turkey and want turkey, I'm all for it. Uh huh. But this year, we're gonna try a new thing, and we're gonna make, um, we're gonna do like a barbecue. We're gonna do like ribs and. Um, and some turkey, probably barbecue the turkey, uh-huh. and then um, maybe some turkey burgers. But oh, that sounds so good to me. Yeah, like I mean, a little different. more. Yeah, different. Yeah. I I will say like I'm not a fan of like the oven roasted turkey with like the gravy dripping all over it. I <laughs> yeah. don't. I'm not into it. Right. Um. So I'm I'm interested to see what my family's gonna whip up this year. Yeah. But along with food during the holidays, there's gifts and. Spending. Yeah. And another fact that we found is that spending on gifts actually surpasses food spending. Really? By six times. What? I know. <laughs> the average person spent about $119 on candy and food during the holidays last year. Really? That, like on candy? Really? Oh, man. I guess people like candy canes more than so. us. And I wonder I wonder if this includes Halloween too. Oh, I you wonder. Know? I mean, that would be easy to rack up, especially yeah. if you're in a neighborhood with a lot a lot of kids. Right. Mm-hmm. But man, that's a lot of stuff. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. And actually to round it out, more food focused as well. These are was like my personal favorites. <laughs> there are over 150 million chocolate Santas made each year. 
Like the, the hollow Santas? Yeah. Or maybe like the little mini ones. Those okay. are the best. I don't like You don't like them? them? No, but oh my God. tell me more. Get out of my house. <laughs> well, they're they're decent. I remember as a kid, um, because we celebrated both Hanukkah and Christmas, equal opportunity family. We I definitely didn't have chocolate Santas until I was like at a friend's house. Uh-huh. And I came home and told my mom that I really wanted one. Oh, nice. <laughs> so I think they're just kind of like, oh, something I like aspired to have in my life. Uh-huh. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> I'll, I'll get you one so you can try. Okay. So in general, um, Rachel, do you ever notice how like all the talk about holiday season, it focuses on the excess and the abundance? A little bit. Yeah. yeah. So like those facts are cool and all, but it, I guess a little bit of it makes me slightly stressed and maybe almost guilty. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's weird. Like I also can't tell you how many articles I came across telling me in that food focus that I can't eat apple pie during the holiday season. Uh-huh. Like, it's not good for me. I shouldn't eat it. Uh-huh. Like, I just saw an article pop up on Facebook titled, Had a pig out at Thanksgiving, but without the guilt. Okay. And so it went on to give, like, the same old advice of eating only the white meat, steering clear of the bread basket, doubling up on veggies. You know, basically the advice to not feel guilty I found is to avoid anything holiday-ish. Okay. You know, like real buzzkill stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so common. Like, let's face it, there's a lot that happens in the next few weeks. And it's almost normal to try to think we've got to do it all or to even feel stressed by the amount of things to do. Funny, though, that the guilt almost always centers around eating too much, but not about things like spending too much or doing too much. Right. And I will say, too... Even as far back as Halloween, I was seeing those articles like, if you eat this mini-sized Snickers, you would have to do X amount of miles on a treadmill <laughs> right. to burn it off. Yeah. And it's like, why can't you just eat the Snickers? It's not like you know most people are eating that regularly throughout exactly. the days right. of their lives. And it's like, it focuses so much on like, if you do want to feel guilt-free, you've got to do this punishment or there's yeah. this consequence right. and it really does add to the stress even more. Yeah, it totally does. You know, and here at Table Chat, we are all about guilt-free eating and being generally optimistic, I think. Mm-hmm. Not not real not pessimistic about human nature, you know, which is to celebrate when it's time to celebrate and also trusting yourself. Mm-hmm. So, if you've listened to us chat in our intuitive eating episode and um, health at every size, you know that this trust, this trust in yourself can be a really hard concept to implement in your life. So I guess, how do we take control of our holiday season, enjoy the good, and actually avoid the guilt? Okay. Well, in my opinion, simply put, guilt is just not productive. Mm -hmm. It's such a bad habit. So true. It basically steals your enjoyment of the season. It really does. Instead of worrying about what not to eat, let's actually go back to those basic intuitive eating principles and put them into practice. All right. Because they're great for every day. Holidays are also every day. So, (laughs) you know, we're going to just focus on those things. So I think to keep your stress levels down, um, to avoid those compulsive feelings or behaviors that might actually cause you to run to food to soothe, Again, you're going to want to keep those stress levels down. Mm -hmm. Try to eat how you normally would on a daily basis. I just said, like, intuitive eating is for every day. Holidays, 
are actually on just every days of our life. So we need to still keep those things in practice. Um, This also helps your digestive system stay on track. (laughs) Hashtag regularity. (laughs) And it keeps you in a good routine because if you're eating intuitively, there's always room for fun and celebration. That's a great point, I think. Um, I also think it's it's helpful to stay picky about what you like and what you don't like. This is something that we have talked about before on the show. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if something is technically special, I guess, like if someone's, if it's, you feel like it's special, it's the holiday season, you feel the pressure surrounding it, by all means, you know, try it if you want. But if it's not something that you think is that great, don't feel like you need to eat it or mm-hmm. eat the rest of it. Um, we're giving you permission mm-hmm. right here, right now. Mm-hmm. Um, also, just try not to overthink it. You know, I think don't waste your holiday season obsessing over the food you're going to eat, whether that be praising it, fearing it, or wondering how much or how little you should be eating of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, right now during the holidays, for me, even at work, we're having more potlucks, people are bringing in more treats, and there's nothing wrong with wanting to try all of them. But, like, for sure, there have been some treats that weren't my favorite, and so I tried to bite. I was able to process mindfully whether or not I wanted to keep eating it. Yeah. And you can simply, like, just say, I'm I'm done with this. Yeah. I enjoyed trying it, or I enjoyed really eating that bite, and now I'm done. Yeah. Or you could decide it was so good, I definitely want to eat the rest of it. And that's... That's okay. That's it, you know? <laughs> so on that note, we've got a great breakdown from Evelyn Triboli, one of the co-creators of the Intuitive Eating book, and really one of our personal dietitian role models. And uh, we're going to share what she calls the Intuitive Eater's Holiday Bill of Rights. So there are seven concepts, and we are going to go through each of them. So first, number one, you have the right to savor your meal without cajoling or judgment and without discussion of calories eaten or the amount of exercise needed to burn off said calories. Oh, man. Boom. That's crucial. Mm -hmm. That's so good. I can't tell you how many times I have sat down at a family holiday dinner, and because I'm a dietitian by trade, people are like, oh, I shouldn't be eating this. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. This probably has a ton of calories. Yeah. 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 It's, like, two-sided, too, because there'll be people who are then self-conscious about what they've chosen to eat. Yes. And then also there's judgment on your plate of oh, look at, like, the healthy thing she's chosen, or, <laughs> right. oh, my gosh, so, like, is it okay to eat pie? Yeah. And it's like, oh, my gosh, like, let's all just enjoy what we've chosen to eat. Right. Move along, not make a single comment about it. Yeah. Yeah. Number two, you have the right to enjoy second servings without apology. Fist pump. Yes. <laughs> it's so true. I mean, sometimes something is so delicious that it just sounds good and feels good to eat another helping. Sometimes even if you're like physically satisfied mm-hmm. and you technically could stop eating. Yeah. Um, that's okay, actually. Right. <laughs> yeah. Again, it's this trusting yourself. Mm-hmm. It's always good to be there. But hey, if it's good, go have some. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So number three, you have the right to honor your fullness, even if that means saying no thank you to dessert or a second helping of food. Mm-hmm. And that can be a big thing. You know, we've talked about food is very personal and it's a way that we tell stories. And if you're eating with family, 
there is a tendency that there's recipes that have been in your family for a long time yeah. or new things that family members have tried out and it's easy sometimes for them to get offended if you have said, you know, I'm, I'm done eating. Yeah. And they're like, but I made this. Right. But I tried out this new recipe. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it can get a little heated. Oh yeah, for sure. That happens in my family all the time. Yeah. Yeah, just stick to your guns. If you have decided that you're done eating and you are not interested in eating anymore at that moment, you don't have to defend yourself. You don't have to feel guilty and eat more. Mm -hmm. And the food's always going to be there. The food's not going anywhere. You, if you would like to eat it later, let the person know that. Right. Or don't. You don't have to (laughs) defend yourself. Right. And number four, it is not your responsibility to make someone happy by overeating, Mm -hmm. even if it took hours to prepare a specialty holiday dish. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. It goes back to that, (laughs) like, people are like, but I made this for you, or I made this for, I know. So, not your responsibility. Nope, it's not. Not, Mm -hmm. period. Nope. (laughs) Um, Number five you have the right to say no thank you without explanation when offered more food. Mm-hmm. This is so key. Yeah, because I, there have been times that I am full and I'm like about to say to myself, like maybe not out loud, oh my gosh, I don't really think I can eat anything else. Yeah. But then if someone's passing something around or they're like, oh, I forgot this dish, here you go. Like I do feel this obligation to put it on my plate and to like you know try it mm-hmm. but ugh, this is a hard one for me i gotta say the, the no thank you i say i have to like practice it out loud okay yeah interesting yeah yeah and it goes back to that balance between yes it's okay if you decide for yourself that you want a second helping of mm-hmm. something but it's also up to you to Stand up for yourself and say, you know, right. I'm okay for right now. Yeah, maybe But later. I'd love to sit here and chat. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Love to chat. Let's just keep the focus on like togetherness. Yes. Instead. Yeah. I like that. I'm going to keep that in mind. Okay. So number six, you have the right to stick to your original answer of no, even if you're asked multiple times. Just calmly and politely repeat, no, th- no, no, thank you. Really? Yeah. Oh man, this has happened to me as well. I'm sure. Oh I know. Gosh. It's sometimes though, maybe for like what I just said, it it is this like desire for people like want you to stay at the table and yeah. want to continue talking. Right. And a lot of times if there's like a big family gathering mm-hmm. and you are done eating, it is assumed like, oh well they're gonna leave the table and go do something else exactly. and I want them to stay here with me. Right. So just try and say, you know, I'm still around to, to talk and I'm really still interested to hear more about blah, blah, blah that you were yeah. talking about. Or tell me, like, how you made this dish. Right. So that they're able to express, like, why it's important. Right. But that you don't have to eat it right at that second. Yeah. <laughs> I've actually used this, um, I guess I call it in my head, like, a bait and switch type thing. Because uh-huh. I will, because I come from a big family. They're they're Latin and they're Italian. So every, it's there's lots of... Lots of talking, lot. It's very loud. Everyone's in each other's business, and typically this will happen. Of like, are you sure? Oh, come on. Are you sure? Okay. Come on, come on, try it. Uh-huh. And I'll be like, no, I'm good. And I'll be like, hey, what about like this person is doing this or something? Or like, hey, tell me about like you did that thing last week. And uh-huh. all of a sudden it'll be like, oh, it turned to a different thing, different uh-huh. conversation. Uh huh. Yeah. So try that. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. And then number seven, this is a really good one. I like it too. 
you have the right to eat pumpkin pie for breakfast. Yep. That's okay. Or mashed potatoes for <laughs> breakfast or a cold piece of turkey for breakfast. Mm-hmm. Like fill in the blank of whatever it is that you wake up and you're like, that sounds really good right now. Go for it. Yep. We're not stopping you. Nope. <laughs> so during the holiday season, what's something that you, Rachel, like to keep in mind to keep all that stress to a minimum and maybe avoid holiday burnout? Yeah, definitely. I I think the biggest thing for me over the last few years has been keeping my plans simple, truly simple. Yeah. Um, in the past, mostly through um, high school and then into college, I would run a 10K turkey trot in the morning. It was like local, um, usually with my friend Alicia. But then it started to feel a little like too much. Like you'd have to wake up pretty early. It was chilly in the mornings. Yeah. Um, we actually, even though it was a local event, had to drive out maybe like 15 to 20 minutes to where the race started. And I didn't really like the shirt designs that they came up with, which is so stupid. That's but funny. I was like, meh, they're not trying very hard anymore. <laughs> this year, though, um, we had some friends closer to my parents' house who are organizing their own race, and it's yeah. shorter distance. And it's a lot cheaper to register. Cool. So I may do that this year. But looking back, I'm really glad that in years past, I was able to say, you know what? It doesn't feel like something I want to like enjoy doing today. Or it doesn't seem like something I'm going to be happy doing. So I'm just going to say no to it. And I'm going to do something different. Cool. Yeah. I also don't do Black Friday shopping or the day after Christmas shopping. Mm-hmm. Um, it's too stressful and overwhelming for me. It makes me feel maybe like a little less grateful yeah. for what I have after focusing on all of the wonderful things and people in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I know that this is not the case for everyone and that a lot of times the Black Friday sales and the after Christmas sales are an opportunity for families to maybe purchase things that they couldn't otherwise afford for the holidays mm-hmm. and provide gifts for people that are close to them. And, and that's fine. Um, but for me, I, I found it to be stressful and I would rather stay in with my family and like enjoy a, a fun holiday movie. Yeah. And a couple that I really like that are kind of like really fond memories of watching these right when the holidays hit is I love watching Elf oh, on Thanksgiving oh, yes. Day. I love to it. To me, it's like, oh yeah, it's time to break out that movie. Right. I really like the movie You've Got Mail During the Winter Time. <gasps> yes. Which, funny enough, like, it's not specifically about, like, Christmas at all. Yeah. But it does have scenes in the movie where it's taking mm-hmm. place over Christmas. And it right. just is a very cozy movie to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I also really like the movie Tower Heist. Oh. It's, I've seen this a long time ago. Did you? It has, yeah. like, Eddie Murphy in it and um, Ben Stiller. Yeah. And it's, again, like, really not super focused around the holidays, but a scene in the movie takes place during, like, the Macy's Day Parade in New York, yeah. and it just reminds me of the holidays. That's cool. And then the movie The Holiday. Have you, oh. Oh, it's, like, oh, the, yeah. like, quintessential cozy movie, which is yeah. about Christmas. It is, yeah. <laughs> and that movie is so fun to watch. And then I also, a big thing for me to battle all of the stress and busyness is to really focus on my health and be mindful about it. Because inevitably, like when you are visiting your parents for the holidays, a lot of people that you grew up, like grew up with are also visiting their parents for the holiday. And 
everyone wants to get together. Everyone wants to see you. Everyone wants you to, like, if they've gotten married or had kids, like, they want you to come see their families, which is great. And, like, none of that is bad stuff. But if I'm starting to feel really spread thin, I I just know that I I can't do everything. Mm -hmm. And I will say say no to certain hangouts or gatherings or I'll suggest something really easy like, hey, I'm going to be at this restaurant. You guys are welcome to come visit. If not, like, I'd love to catch up another time. And just right. don't let it become stressful. Like, yeah. you're trying to organize a million different things. I think that's, those are all really good tips to remember. Thanks. Erin, yeah. do you have any any different? Um, I think I, for me, um, for the holiday season, I really like to schedule some me time, which I guess kind of goes along with how you like to keep your plan simple. Mm-hmm. Um, which, for me, if... I need to have like at least a time to kind of decompress and go through, you know, what do I want to do? Am I enjoying life? You know, (laughs) you know, like, am I taking care of myself? Um, And, you know, it's typically things that I already do. It's not like I'm going out to like get deep tissue massages and stuff like that. (laughs) But it's like being really intentional about like exercise, like I don't exercise because I like have to go burn off calories, but like exercise because I like really, it makes me feel better. Mm -hmm. Like it kind of clears my head and I feel like really good afterward Um, and more relaxed. So I think for me sometimes, because my family is very, they're just kind of (laughs) everywhere. So Mm -hmm. my family can be a source of stress for me, you know, and it's, I think a lot of people can relate to this. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm taking care of myself, I can handle them a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And it's less of like a, uh, exactly. <laughs> strangle something. <laughs> yeah. Even when you have the best relationships in the world with yeah. your family, it being happens. In, in small quarters for long periods of time, <laughs> steamy food is totally, a broiling. It totally. all mixes together. <laughs> it really does. Um, yeah. It's so funny. It does. Um, and I think also just little things like I, like to kind of start the holiday season with like okay what are the things that I really kind of want to do that sound fun to me Mm -hmm. and I think it's like lighting a holiday candle while I'm working um you know playing board games um watching festive movies like what you said Mm -hmm. um I love White Christmas that's one of my favorites it's an old movie and then Mm -hmm. holiday of course um a bunch of others can't remember them right now Um, Jason and I, we have this little like mini tradition that we've started, I don't know, probably eight years ago. We would go to Starbucks because we like their little snowman cookies that they sell. Oh, okay. And, um, for some reason they're just really good. Like we could go to any other bakery, but Uh for some reason the Starbucks cookies are really good. And then we- Are they like sugar cookies? They're sugar cookies. Yeah. So they're shaped like snowmen and they have like- this like fudgy icing on them. Oh, oh my god, so good. Erin's <laughs> eyes just rolled to the back of her head. So good. <laughs> so yeah, we get two cookies and we get two cups of milk with ice, and oh. then we like just eat those. And usually, like we'll go window shopping or um, just like walking around and kind of feeling the vibes because mm-hmm. there's always like a buzz in the air. There is. I there feel is. Like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's just those types of things, celebrating the little small moments, taking time for yourself and then kind of being okay with what your plans are. You know, I, my family lives in a lot of different States and it can be hard to see everyone. And I think sometimes they can start to feel guilty about that, but you know what? It's okay. I call them on the phone, we chat and we just try to connect otherwise. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. Okay, so what is your favorite holiday dish? 
besides cauliflower mash. Besides cauliflower mash. <laughs> like maybe give me like a dessert um, or like a main dish, an appetizer, entree, whatever you like. Okay. Um, so it's been discussed on this show <laughs> and actually in our oh, About yeah. Us section on tablechatshow.com. Fully documented. Like, I'm not a big fan of Thanksgiving fair. Um, but I will say my cousin Dana, she's a wonderful cook. She made last year this killer pie and i'm like i've really? never been a big pie eater i don't like pumpkin pie okay don't like apple pie blueberry pie not a big fan of any of those yeah but she made this like sweet potato with Ooh. pumpkin pie yeah that had like this really simple light crust to it it was almost like a fluffy pastry almost okay and this it was it was like this puree mousse type thing really light texture i think that's why i liked it it wasn't super heavy okay and we just ate it chilled oh my gosh like that was for sure like i ate it for breakfast the next day wow with absolutely no guilt no second thoughts i was like this is so freaking good yeah um so that's definitely high on the list i actually need to text her to ask her if she's willing to make it again or send me the recipe and i'll make it of course yeah (laughs) i also love mashed potatoes Mm -hmm. so for me like the cauliflower mash was delicious. I also would not feel guilt at all about just eating straight mashed potatoes with butter and yeah. sour cream and, and pepper. Like, that sounds so good right now. Oh, yeah. Um, for Christmas, my dad makes a prime rib roast. Ooh. It's, like, rotisserie style. It cooks all day. Yeah. And actually, in recently, in the last couple of years, my sister Amy has started helping him with it. Yeah. And it just last year turned out so good. Like, my dad can be really hard on himself about this roast. Like, really? Like, oh, I just don't feel like I did it right. And it's always delicious. But last year, he was sitting at the table and he was just like, I did such a good job. Like, he was like, this really is so good. So, so like, that's how you knew. Like, okay. dad didn't feel bad about right. it, about how it was cooked. Like, it's really delicious. Okay. So, it's got lots of, like, thyme, rosemary, lots of, like, delicious herbs and spices. And just it cooks forever and it's so tender. Right. And... Really, I don't. I don't eat a lot of red meat at mm-hmm. all. But that is like it's. I'm so happy to eat it. It's so good. Awesome. <laughs> and yeah, he's really perfected it, and I can't wait to eat that this year. Sounds delicious. Yeah. So come on over if you want. <laughs> yeah. Heck yeah. Anything oh, that you're loving. Um, my family also makes a prime rib for oh, okay. um for Christmas time, and mm-hmm. it's delicious. I love it, and. I'm excited for that this year. Um, I love seasonal vegetables. Like I could eat root vegetables any time of the year, but for some reason I just feel like they taste the best when they're in season. And um, like I will even eat beets, like roasted beets what? at this time of year. But Tune then, back but like, into tiny. our least favorite food segment on a few oh. episodes back. Erin can't stand beets. Can't stand beets. But if they're small and they're roasted mixed with it's, other it's things, different. I will eat them okay. for sure. Um, I like pie a lot, but I don't like... I see what you're saying about the heaviness of pie. Mm-hmm. I like pies that are more rustic. And I think when I think of pie, I think of like a lighter crust Mm -hmm. and typically ones that are like maybe made with like nuts and stuff like that because that's what my family has always done but like apple pie is usually like that's like a top one followed by like other types of fruit pies I think I'm not a big pumpkin pie fan even though the sweet potato pie that you just talked about sounds amazing it's a game changer we might have to actually like make it on the show one time because 
coming from someone who's like a true Thanksgiving food <laughs> hater and did not like pumpkin pie at all, yeah, this was like out of this world, so delicious, so, so creamy funny. and cold and delicious, right? Um, with my family having celebrated <clears throat> like Hanukkah and Christmas and a bunch of different holidays all together for so long, there's uh-huh. so many different food memories yeah, in there. I bet. Yeah, so there's like. We usually do a bunch of stuff with leftover matzah um, because usually we'll have that with Hanukkah as well. Um, So like we'll make like an apple cake um, and it's kind of a play on an old German recipe. Um, And it's again, it's very rustic. It's like kind of lighter, not very sweet. Um, And then uh, I got to find that recipe actually because I feel like I can't describe it without looking at the ingredients, but Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll talk about it some other time. Um, and then there's these little German cookies called Pfeffernus. Have you ever heard of these at all? Describe them to me. They're like, they're basically like a gingerbread cookie, but they're, they're like round, but mm-hmm. they're fluffy and they have like black pepper in them, mm-hmm. um, ginger, um, they're just really spicy Yeah. and they have kind of like a powdered sugar, um, coating to them on the okay. outside. Mm. I'll have to get a box for you because they're Gosh. so good. All of these treats are sounding so know, good. I know. And then um, my mom always makes a Christmas stolen, which is a bread, like a fruit kind of bread. Not mm. like a fruit cake, but it's basically like um, a bread with like little um, cranberries and nuts. And then again, there's like powdered sugar on top of it. Oh my God. I, I eat so that good. for breakfast most, most days. Oh yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Anything else? Um, oh yeah. Corn souffle. This is a really good recipe that my mom makes for Thanksgiving. Um, and then, um, salads too, like big, like wintry salads with like kale and stuff like that. Mm. I'm making you hungry. I can tell. I'm actually like really hungry right now. (laughs) Okay. So we'll move away from like a food thing. Okay. Okay. So what are you looking forward to this holiday season? I would say spending time with my family because last year, during the holiday season, it was my first big girl job as a dietitian. Yeah. And I worked every single holiday. Oh yeah. Not so much because like, oh, you're the new kid and you have to work them all, but it was out of choice. I was saving up those holiday work days for a trip to Washington DC. Cool. Um, and while it was actually a really unique experience to me to work holidays and serve other people, yeah, especially I was working in a hospital I was helping people who it was not their choice to be there. Right. Of course, everyone would rather be home during the holiday season, whether you celebrate Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever. Um, it was really nice to help people feel better. Yeah. Um, so that was different. Um, but I am looking forward to not working every holiday this year. <laughs> um, I'm excited for the weather to get more chilly here in Arizona so I can actually wear a sweater to work and <laughs> right. not be sweating by the time I get into the office just from walking to my from my car and lastly like I'm really excited to look forward to a new year Mm -hmm. I actually probably more than Thanksgiving Christmas Christmas Eve I love New Year's Eve and New Year's Day really for me it's like a time to just really reflect on the new adventures you want to have and look back on a full year and just realize how far you've come and what you've accomplished and right just look back at the people you've cared about, the people that you've shared relationships with, and 
just get excited to do it all over again. I I see a lot of times online people will say like out with the old and with the new so excited for to put this year behind me. It was just such a horrible year. Yeah. And I'm not saying like every single year for me when I look back has been perfect. I've had years where there's been things that have been really hard and really sad, but I'm always I feel able to look back and just say, "You know what?" I am so glad that I came out of everything and right. it's time for something new and I'm, I'm excited. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. It's all like warm and fuzzy inside <laughs> right now. What are you looking forward to, Erin? Um, definitely some family time, um, some free time, I think. Uh, there's These next two months will be really busy with some consulting work that I'm doing. So I think I'm just going to be happy to have time with family and... Um, to maybe zone out on my couch a little bit. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, we have this little advent calendar um, that my mom got us last year. It's it's from Target, but it's the coolest little advent calendar. It has um it's shaped like a tree, and then there's like little circles that you can you pull off and you can mm-hmm. put your own little trinkets inside. I totally remember seeing it at you your do. old house last year. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, because mm-hmm. we were planning back in Yeah, that's December. when we were just like brainstorming mm-hmm. about this podcast. Right. Uh-huh. Like afraid to record anything, I remember. <laughs> yes, afraid to actually like purchase things and commit. <laughs> yeah. So I'm excited for the advent calendar because there's usually some fun little trinkets inside there. Mm-hmm. Um, I love decorating for the season. Um, and just like that little buzz in the air, like I said before, I live for Christmas music. Like I start <laughs> playing it literally like the day after Thanksgiving, maybe even Thanksgiving day. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, cooler weather for sure. Um, and I love window shopping. Like we generally aren't big like consumers, I think, during the season. It's more of like the feeling. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's why I decorate my house way more than I buy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like for like presents and things. Uh-huh. Um, and like candles and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. a good one. The smells of the season. Yes. I definitely want to buy a couple more. Um, there goes a motorcycle oh out the God. window. Jeez. <laughs> I'm excited to buy um, buy some more candles. It's something I actually was never into really. Yeah. And growing up, even my mom, we had candles, but we rarely lit them. Okay. But I wanted to kind of be more of a tradition for me so I can like, you know, just associate certain smells with this time of year. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Before we get out of here, we just want to remind you all that you have 10 more days to get in your entry for our giveaway. And as we've described before, here's how you win. You're going to want to leave us either an iTunes or Stitcher radio review. You don't have to leave them both places, but one of those places. After you've left a review, send us an email with the username that you use to write that review. And if you've already left us a review, thank you so much for doing that. And of course, you can be entered to win. Just email us with the username that you used in the past to heytablechat at gmail.com. From the, you know, it started on Halloween, on our Birthaween episode, and you have until November 24th to get that in. Thanksgiving Day. Thanksgiving. Is it really Thanksgiving Day this year? Totally Thanksgiving. That's funny. I know, right? (laughs) Okay, so to be entered in the drawing, you also need to be a follower on one or all of our social media accounts, including Instagram and Twitter. Both of those places were at Table Chat Show. Or on Facebook, just search The Table Chat Show and like our page. And we... 
know that not everyone uses social media, but our prize we think is really cool. It's a great gift basket full of fun stuff to represent all of our episodes so far. And we want it to be for listeners who keep our show going online and who are there to chat with us and continue the conversation. So that's all you've got to do. Just follow us on at least one social media account, leave us a review, let us know through email what review is yours, and be entered to win our grand table chat prize. (laughs) So with that out of the way, let's continue to close out our little show. Yeah, if you have any questions, food or nutrition related, or really anything else, um, maybe you want to tell us what your favorite holiday dish is, mm-hmm. um, we'd love to hear from you. Seriously. You can reach us multiple places. Go to facebook.com forward slash table chat show. Like our page. Don't forget. Um, you can go to Twitter or Instagram, both places we are at table chat show, or you can send us an email like Rachel said, heytablechat at gmail.com. And our website, tablechatshow.com, you can always find the show notes for any episode, including today's episode, complete with the recipe and any links for any things that we talked about on the show. Mm-hmm. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and or Stitcher Radio. Yep. So thanks so much for chatting with us around our kitchen table. Now go away, go live, go do your thing, go celebrate the holidays truly guilt-free, and catch us next time on Table Chat, the show that's okay with eating pie for breakfast. Yes! (laughs) Bye. Bye! listening to table chat sorry (laughs) distracted by this motorcycle guy (laughs) well we have actually oh god jesus i didn't want to say actually we have officially (laughs) okay anyway start over start over from the top from the top why do shoemakers go to heaven why do shoemakers go to heaven because they have good souls Oh my god. Is that right? It's right. But what's like the actual answer online? Because they have good souls. Oh really? It's like you read this on a piece of Laffy Taffy. That is funny. Way back when. And about 61 miles more. Um, That's a... (laughs) Redo. Okay. (laughs) Bless you. Whoa! (laughs) Okay.